Today our guest is Dr. Jim Clausen. He is a masterclass chiropractor and he uses a holistic approach to enhance the body's natural ability to adapt, heal, and grow. He started his practice in 1994 and his practice has never stopped growing since. My name is Enoch and welcome to Chicago Portal. How did you get to this point? So I got married young. I was 23. Yeah. So when I was 18, moved out of the house, my mom made me go to get an associate's degree. So I went to a community college. And then when I got done with that, I went to be an apprentice at an electrical shop. Non-union. It was fun. Worked my butt off. Made this guy a lot of freaking money. Yeah. But I kept dislocating my shoulder like six different times. It hurt. And... um this one particular day, so I'm building these houses, right? And I'm living in this little box. My, my mattress went from the wall to the wall. No headboard because wow. <laughs> it didn't fit. I yeah. literally was living in a closet. Where was this? In Cicero. Okay. So I'm, I'm in the middle of the summer, dislocated my shoulder for the sixth time. I'm working as an electrician, loving it. I had a truck, had a crew, and I was the boss. But after I dislocated my arm, my boss is telling me, he's like, you got to stop playing. And I was like, stop playing? Are you out of your mind? He's like, well, you got responsibilities. You're getting married because I was just engaged. And I go, I know that's a problem because now I don't have security. Yeah. From what I hear, because I'm not in a union. So I went to the union hall and took a test. And there was a thousand applicants for, they were taking 60 people. And so I get my test results back. I'm number 58. Score. Nice. I was excited. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to get in the union and get a card. We're good. You know, I'm getting married. My life is going to be all good. And then I'm waiting, waiting, waiting. I hear the schools are starting and I'm like, oh, I didn't get a call. So I start calling the hall, finally get a hold of somebody after like a couple of weeks. And they're like, well, you didn't make it. And I went, what? No, Wait, I thought you were 58. Thank you. Yeah. I read the letter. I go, no, I got a letter. Here yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. I'm 58. I, I, you know, and I was never the smartest guy in the block. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm, you know, I barely was C student, you know, I was just enough, but I, I made it. Yeah. And they told me I didn't. They had a quota to meet. Oh, shit. So then I got the boot. And then the union BA, business administrator guy, shows up on one of my jobs. Jimmy, we're going to get you in the union card. We'll come in the back door. You can start paying dues. You'll be a full-blown journeyman. And I'm like, get the blank off my job. I ain't playing with you guys. This is yeah. how you work. I don't work like this. Mm. I'm a straight shooter. And I've always been and I always will be. I'm like, get out. Yeah. So I'm building this house. In Oak Brook, it was like a 15,000 square foot house, mm-hmm. 5,000 on three floors. So it was a box. Yeah. I put all the electric in with one and a half arms because my arm was strapped to my side. Yeah. Long story. I'm going, it's middle of summer. It's 100 degrees outside. I'm sweating. I'm hot. I'm irritated. And my Jeep breaks down in the middle of Roosevelt Road and Naperville Road at like six o'clock. Yeah. So I'm stuck in the middle of the road. A.M.? Nope. P.M. P.M. After work, I'm hot, sweaty, tired, and I was going to get adjusted. Yeah. And everybody's honking at me. I'm flipping them off because with one arm, I pushed my Jeep by my side, by myself off the side of the road. Oh my God. And I walked two miles down to this guy's office and it was 1111 Roosevelt Road. I'll never forget the address. And I walked in, no cell phones, right? This is a long time ago. Yeah. So I called my girl fiance at the time and I'm like, you got to come pick me up. My Jeep broke. 
all right, come get you. So I'm waiting in line. Actually, I walk into the waiting room. And I took my brace off, and my first thought was, wow, this guy works in air conditioning. <laughs> I want to work in air conditioning because yeah. I'm hot, yeah, <laughs> sticky, yeah. and sweaty. So I go back for my adjustment, and there was a, a lady, um, Dr. Terry Renke, was the associate doc there. And uh, I said, what do you got to do to be a chiropractor? I go, I like working with my hands. What, yeah. I mean, what, what do I got to do? So she pointed me at National. Um, I went, okay. My wife comes in. She picks me up. I actually walked out the door. I knew she was there. And I said, I'm going to be a chiropractor. What year was this? This is back in 1988, I think. Wow. I think wow. It, was 80, it was either 87 or 88 that that all turned for me. And then she was like, okay. And I went, all right. So we went to the college. I figured out what I needed to do. So I worked as an electrician still for another two years. Yeah. And I went while to, studying. No, I went to night school to get all my prerequisites because you have to have a oh wow. You have to have ninety credit hours. So it's just under a bachelor's degree. Yeah. And um, so I had to go to night school. So I went to Moraine Valley, I went to COD, I went to Wabansi Community Colleges. Yeah. All while I was working as an electrician. Wow. So I'd work all day and I'd go to school at night. And I did that. And then once I got to chiropractic school, I had to quit because we were in school 35 hours a week. Wait, wait, hold on. And how many kids did you have at this time? Zero. Okay. So no kids at this point. Yeah. So we put everything on hold. We literally said life is going to stop because all of a sudden the vision for where we were going to go. Yeah. I took a hard left. And I had no idea even what a chiropractor was back then. I mean, I, I honest to God, I was- You just wanted to be in air conditioning. You know, that and the fact, you know, and again, my, my materialistic old mind and idea of success was living in a big house, gated community. I was working in a gated community at the time when I had this epiphany that I want to buy this house. Hmm. I can't afford this house as an electrician. Yeah. Doctors live here. I'm going to be a doctor. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. I could be a doctor. Yeah. I really had no idea mm-hmm. of what I was getting into. Yeah. And in this game, I really feel like God picked me, literally took my arm out of my socket six times to beat me over the head because my very first chiropractic adjustment was when I was 18 years old. I dislocated it playing football Yeah, on a kickoff. And it was just a scrap football game, right? And my buddy's dad, because I had no insurance, took me to his chiropractor and this lady, Lois Weber, who's now since passed, she was legally blind. So my first chiropractor was a legally blind lady. Wow. <laughs> and she adjusted me. I had no idea. But I went back to different chiropractors because that's what got me like tuned in. So when I was thinking about this event, like, I don't want to be an electrician anymore. I have no security. My boss is going to fire me if I get hurt again. Yeah. I'm like, I'm about to have a family. <sighs> you know? And so then when I went, it was like 1990 when I started at. National College of Chiropractic. Yeah. And thankfully, it was right here in our backyard. So oh, wow. quit my job. My wife, we had just gotten married in 1989, mm-hmm. and she supported us, and I went to school full-time. Like, she supported us as in she went to work? She worked. She had a job downtown Chicago, so she commuted to the city every day, and we lived on canned tuna and baked potatoes. <laughs> wow. For basically four years. Yeah. And then once I got into chiropractic school, I got a bachelor's in science, and then I got a doctorate in chiropractic. Yeah. And I graduated in 94. You know, I feel like school is great. You meet people, but I didn't really learn much from my classes. 
Was it the same thing for you in your chiropractic school? A hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> They didn't even teach us how to manage cases, how to manage people. Yeah. You know? And again, you know, before we started, we were talking about fear-based. And everything was fear. Well, if you don't do this, you're going to get sued. You're going to do this way, you're going to get mm. sued. Don't touch this, you're going to get sued. You're going to cross the line, you're going to get sued. You're going to lose your house, you're going to lose your kid. Like, they're going to sue. They're taking everything. And you're like, <laughs> what am I doing? Yeah. But they didn't teach us. Yeah. You know, this has been the journey of life, right? Which yeah. is the school of, I don't want to even call it hard knocks because it really was, it was hard. Yeah. But I was expecting it. I went in going, this will be work. No yeah. one in my family's been an entrepreneur. No one in my family's ever had a business. You know, and in chiropractic, we're in this sort of isolated little space, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes feeling like you're all alone. Yeah. I had no clue. But I stuck a sign on the front door. <laughs> and 27 years later, I'm cranking along. Wow, 27 years. 27 years doing this now. So after school, how did you even start? So zero marketing. I showed up. Yeah. And I adjusted. I still have my first patients, a good friend of mine. She still gets adjusted. Yeah. She was an aerobic instructor. So uh, she comes into the clinic and she hated chiropractors. Yeah. She told me. I'm like, okay. Well, she comes walking in. She has to teach a class. She can't move her neck. And I'm like, uh, sure. So we go back into a massage room at the gym. We were both working. Next, I was a personal trainer back then. Okay. So I get around the table. I adjusted her. She's like, oh my gosh. Well, this she, was before you opened your own before practice? I, yeah. Okay. Literally, I, just like the months before. Well, and I started taking care of her, helped fix her up and she told everybody in our classes. She told everybody in the gym how good I was. Yeah. You think I should have opened up next door to the gym? <laughs> yeah. That would have been a smart idea, yeah, but yeah. nobody told me. Yeah. So I might as well move 30 miles away. Oh, my God. <laughs> and open up a business way the heck out here where I didn't know a dang soul. Yeah. But they traveled. Wow. They came out. And, and yeah. she just brought people. Yeah. So the school did teach you something because you adjusted someone and it just worked right away. Well, they taught the technique. Yeah. Yeah. And they taught that, you know, adjust this or that. They taught me how. They didn't tell me where or tell me how many. And then mentors started coming. Okay. So what, what happened was I met this guy. Again, he's in heaven. Norris Erickson. He's like a line of chiropractors. He was like the 13th one in his family. Okay. Like his wow. grandfather's grandfather was taught by the founder, Dee Dee Palmer, in 1895. Wow. So anyhow, he's looking at me, and he looks at looks at me, and he knows what school I went to, and he's like, what technique do you do? And I'm like, oh, I use diversified, sir, and that's that's a one, one out of 200, Yeah. right? I'm like, well, diversified, that's what national taught. He's like, ah, you do HIFO. And I go, uh, no. He goes, yeah. You probably do the HIFO technique. And I was like, now I'm embarrassed because I'm talking to this old time chiropractor. Like, and I'm, I'm fresh out of school. I'm all green, ready to go and all good. Yeah, yeah. I have no idea what he's talking about. So I'm looking at him very sheepishly go, uh, I, don't, I, don't even, I don't even know what that is. And he goes, yeah, you know one. Hit, hit every F and one. <laughs> and I went, yeah, yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> he's like, that's ridiculous. Specificity, you got to be specific. And I went, oh, well, they didn't tell me that. Yeah. So literally, in our profession, we have this term called the flying seven. And most chiropractic offices still kind of adhere to some of that, where yeah. you lay on your tummy, he crunches three times in the mid-thoracics, he puts you on your side, he cranks your hips one way, cranks your hips the other way, lays you on your back, turns your head hard left, hard right, hits you on the head and says, you're all done. For anything. For and everything. You bet. Okay. And ridiculously, this is how good chiropractic is. 80% of people will get better with that. Wow. 80%. Wait, why is that? Because you're just opening everything up. 
Okay. And neurologically connected communication just starts to work. Yeah. And again, it's like you throw a pile at the wall, something's going to stick. Yeah. Right? So something sticks. And we were even taught that. You just crack them and 80% will get better. Just, and I'm like, <laughs> and I, I, I graduated with that. Like, okay, well, let's get 80% of these people better. So <laughs> what I'm, about the 20%? That was my question. I'm yeah. like, what if my mom is in the 20%? Yeah. What am I going to do then? Yeah. So then my eyes opened up to a whole world of what chiropractic really truly was, yeah. which they didn't teach us in school was the foundation of the whys and the how, the philosophy. What does it even mean? So wait, wait, they didn't teach you the philosophy, the spirit of the thing? Oh, no. Just the technique. Just the technique yeah. and, and science, how to diagnose a, a tumor on, a, okay. on an x-ray, Yeah, which is necessary, sort of, but there's still medical doctors. That's their field. That's not my field. Yeah. So if I suspect, I can order up anything under the sun. I can order blood work. I can order scans. I can order MRIs. I can order everything that I need. So if I suspect, I order. Yeah. And then if it's off, I go, ooh, you need to go see that guy. Yeah. Oh, you know what? You need to go down this road over here because that's their thing. But mm -hmm. I'm going to help do one thing, make sure the communication's there. So it's taken me a long time just on the journey to get to where I am with the certainty that I have and the professionalism and the specificity that I have. Yeah. And that just comes from nurturing time. Yeah. So you talked about this guy yeah. who told you, to be specific, yeah. what else did he teach you? How did he mentor you? So it, he talked about chiropractic stories. Like he told miracles. Yeah. You know, and he taught me that if you tell a story, like this conversation, mm -hmm. right? People know how to relate to a story. Yeah. When people relate to a story, they'll usually take an action of some kind. Yeah. So that's what I've been doing. Guide, lead, tell a story. Guide, yeah. lead, tell a story. So before that, you weren't really much of a storyteller? Not a bit. Interesting, because the first time I met you, you just kept saying stories oh, after know, stories. Right? Wow. Because that's how it goes. Because you, have, to me, my brain works now as I know who I am now at this point. Our minds work in pictures. Yeah. So, and a picture is worth a thousand words. Yeah. So let's tell a story. Can you see what I see? Does this make sense? And when, when people can understand that there's something big and it's attainable. Okay. Well, how do I get there? Follow me. Yeah. But you got to tell them that there's a possibility. You know, I can go through all the neural tracks for you and bore you to death and we'll all be snoring, including me. Yeah. But the result of what happens with care over time, everything accumulates. There's more power with every adjustment, the more adjustments that your body receives. It literally takes me 30 seconds to adjust my kids now. And the power, like, like they're, they don't feel good for like an hour, yeah. not a day or a week or a month, like an hour. Yeah. For the most part, there's certain circumstances that are different, but for the most part, the average, like they don't have anything. Hmm. Right. So the mentors have taught me, you tell the story and, and most importantly, I have to walk the walk. Yeah. So I am on my path. I live what I preach. So there's nothing made up here. Yeah. Right. I don't have to tell you one thing. I remember, you know, smoking was still a big thing when I was growing up, right? So you're sitting in a doctor's office and a doctor's sitting there having a cigarette talking to you about your health. And yeah. you're like, wait, what? Yeah, that was a real thing. Yeah. They really did that. Today, everybody's like, well, that's ridiculous. I know. <laughs> wait, did you ever smoke? No. I tried it once with my buddy Pete um, in his kitchen, blowing smoke up the ventilator in the over the stove and we got busted. It was never good and I got yeah. in trouble and I said, well, this is stupid. So I never yeah. smoked. 
That's not, good. Not, not, not a cigarette guy. So, um, <laughs> you know, good. I'm an Irishman, so I still like my, my, my drinks, but respectfully, I had a, you know, growing up knuckleheadness, right. And realizing again, life talks to you. So I had this experience. I played a lot of softball mm-hmm. competitively and tournaments all the time. And thank God my wife put up with me and I'm still married, but I come home from a tournament and I'm, you know, hanging the next morning and she's mad at me. And I just had my first baby. And so she hands me my oldest Katie and says, I'm going to my sister's I'll be back. And I said, fine, great, whatever. So I take the baby. Well, Katie didn't drink from a bottle and she was gone for like nine hours. So the baby screamed at me yeah. for nine hours. My head was throbbing and I was yeah. like, this is ridiculous. I'm like, I'm a dad. Yeah. Oh, 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 wait, oh crap. <laughs> I'm a, there's, there's rules with being a dad. Yeah. I got it. I got it. Lesson learned. Yeah. Haven't been drunk since. It was 26 years ago. Nice. And on purpose, you yeah. know, um, because it, again, life lessons. Yeah. So that's a mentor to me. That's an experience that I had that really sat with me and went, got it. Yeah. And my kids will be around and, you know, we'll be out at parties and people being all drunk and we'll be out at, on boats and different, having fun. And I'm like, have you ever seen me? And they're like, no. And I go, because I never have. I'm having fun. I might be even the loudest one on the boat because <laughs> I am loud. But I'm having fun just because I choose. Yeah. So, but the, the mentors, the guides, the, they've all showed up right when I was looking for something to level up. Yeah. You know, I've heard starting a business is... You lose money in the first 10 years or something like that. Mm-hmm. What was your journey starting your business like in the beginning? Was it just, it just worked out where you're able to pay all your bills? <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. No, yes and no. Yeah. I mean, it, it all worked. So I had, uh, I'm on a record of having 27 consecutive years making more and serving more people yeah. in a row. Yeah. Were they lean in the beginning? Yes. Because I didn't know how to market. I wasn't, yeah. you know, I'm like, spend $3,000 on these pamphlets to stuff inside an envelope, to stuff inside a newspaper, to throw on someone's front lawn that gets thrown in the garbage. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't have $3,000 to spend there. Yeah. Not realizing investment of that word back towards to create a brand and all that stuff. Didn't know any of that. Yeah. So lean, sure. Oh, well, when did you start actually getting the marketing part? Um, six months ago. <laughs> Are you serious? Seriously. Wow. Yeah. Uh, this is all new to me. My, what we're doing like an Instagram thing. And I got a Facebook yeah. thing and we're starting trying to get some. Wait, then how, how, how did you, what did you do before that? It, I, I would hold a class. I would say, come listen to me talk. I'm going to tell you what chiropractic is. I'm going to tell you what health is. I'm going to tell to you. To who? Like, where did you find these people? You're talking about your patients? Yeah, just my patients. Yeah. I literally would just tell them, be like, hey, you know, you're here now. Do me a favor. Come listen to me tell you about what, how this works so you have an understanding. Yeah. I mean, you saw me watch adjust your little boy, and I didn't work that hard, did I? No. No, yeah. you're like, is this it? But look at what he melted, didn't he? He yeah, was like, yeah. oh, man, that's awesome. Thanks, yeah. bro. And so I, I was just word of mouth. I would ask. Yeah. I'd be like, dude, you're doing so great. Hey, who do you know? Yeah. But you got to have done something to help it grow over the years, right? One you, at a time. Yeah. <laughs> One at a time. You just kept doing yeah. good work and it yeah. just grew on its own. We have this uh, phrase in chiropractic called PTC, present mm. time consciousness. Yeah. So present time. That's all I am. Present. Yeah. I'm very much here right now. Yeah. I'm not, I don't think about anything, do anything. I am here. Yeah. And actually, so, so, so here's my marketing plan. So- Every morning in the shower, yeah, little TMI there, but I'm in the morning, I take an extra long shower and I just sit there with the water running over me 
And I literally just say, okay, God. And oh, when I first started my business to the business sense, I made God the CEO. Yeah. I have a contract. From the very beginning. From the very beginning. I said, yeah. okay, here's what I'm going to do. Because I had no clue. So I said, okay, I'm going to open this business. I own it because I signed the contract. Yeah. But I needed to hire a CEO. So I hired God. Yeah. And I said, okay, you're the CEO. And CEO to me stood for chief Ex- executive officer. Execute. Okay, you execute. I'm going to ask you what I want. So every morning in the shower, I go, okay, God, thank you for sending me your people. Yeah. I will honor them. I will love on them. And I will turn the power on and I will get them reconnected. Yeah. And that was my marketing. Yeah. And I still do that today. And people come. Yeah, yeah. And how'd you get that? Uh, where'd they come from? <laughs> uh, shoot, I, I probably should know. Yeah. And I, honestly, I, cause I've, and I've never made an adjustment for a dollar. I've never asked, you know, my staff handles monies and all. I'm like, I don't even, people ask. I feel stupid sometimes. Like, what's, what's the charge of this? I go, I don't know. I should probably. <laughs> if yeah. I fill out an application, what's your income? And I go, honey, how much do I make? I don't know. I don't yeah. care. That's yeah. not my passion. I've, in the beginning, it was. I wanted a big house. Yeah. I don't need that stuff. Yeah, That's yeah. not my thing anymore. It's about watching babies turn on. It's about watching lies change. It's about watching people go from something that they said couldn't happen. Yeah. And all of a sudden it did. Yeah. And I go, oh, look at what you did. Yeah. And the first thing I tell every new patient of mine, when I walk in and introduce myself and I find out who referred them in and thank them and talk about nice things. And, and I say, okay, first thing you got to know, I'm not your healer. Yeah. Because it doesn't come from me. Yeah. It comes from you. I just have to tune you in. Part of my switch from being an electrician, from hot wiring, which I've been zapped many, <laughs> my hands, arms, I got electrocuted. Yeah, and thankfully I'm still here. But I went from that electrical system to yours mm-hmm. and shifted it to people. Yeah. It's all wired the same. 27 years ago, was chiropractic work seen as quacky? Still, you know, uh, people- But more co- so back then. Worse. Yeah. I don't hear it as much today, but I, I would always hear something like, I, I, I had to go to the real doctor. <laughs> yeah. And I'd give him this look. And the, no, 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 no. I don't mean that. Not like yeah, that. Yeah, you know, yeah. not like that. But, you know, I went to the, I went to the real, the, I mean, the, I went to the other doctor. I went to the, the, the real. Yeah. Yeah. So medical doctors think that they're the only ones on the planet. And the reality is, is that they're just as fresh as I am. Yeah. Chiropractic started in 1895. Medicine started right around the same time, uh, 1895, 1900. Yeah. yeah. And I look at medicine and how they think they're everything, don't they? Hmm. You know how long acupuncture's been around? No. 5,000 years. <laughs> wow. 5,000. Yeah. And we got 100. We're mm. smarter than you. Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. Come on. And the, the pharmaceutical companies then got in bed because that's all they have. Yeah. You know? And I, I, when I'm in a, in a mood with people, I'll say, would you rather be stuck on an island with me or a brain surgeon? <laughs> Just asking. Yeah, that's a good question. What, on a desert, deserted island, mm. me or a guy who does implants? Yeah. <laughs> Highly respected in the community. The guy drives a fancy car, nice watches. Yeah. Got him. Who would you rather be on an island stuck with? Yeah. Someone like me? Wow. Who knows how to activate you and mm. switch all the switches on to adapt stomach, digestive, heart, yeah. lungs, liver, kidney, bladder, colon. I don't care what organ. It's all tied to the nerves. Yeah. Was right. that challenging for you facing that Oh, sure. Belief? Yeah. yeah. I used to get annoyed and get on a box and <laughs> yeah. start a rant. Yeah. And I've calmed some. 
Yeah. But it's still there. Yeah. It's hard to not have a chip on your shoulder about it when like I'm human. Yeah. Right. And I'm very passionate about this because yeah. I've seen so many miracles that aren't supposed to happen. Like what? So I got this guy, my age, I've uh, been dealing with cancer, abdominal cancer for like 10 years. Started out surgeries, put some stints in, did the chemo, did this other stuff that wasn't working for him. So out in Colorado, um, then he found some alternative doctors out there. He um, was going to see naturopaths and napropaths and massage therapists and doing all this other stuff, diets and fasting and juices and non-juices and colonics mm. and all this other stuff. And yeah. he came home uh, maybe almost three years ago now, maybe two and a half. But his mom was coming in to see me. So mm -hmm. I'm like, well, let me take a look. Tell him to come on in. Yeah. So he comes in. I tell him the story. Tell him about the nervous system. And he's like, ah. So he had these, he had like three stints in, still four stints in. Ken's coming in four times a week for the last like two years, getting adjusted. A year ago, we took out three stints and was always, he was great. He's like, I feel better. Everything is good. And then in, I'm trying to get my time frame here. It was uh, like October. Either late September, October, he was down in Florida with some buddies. And he had this one stint. And he's, he had this always digestive problems. And the doctors are like, well, you know, whatever. Can't yeah. do anything about it. It's cancer. You're mm -hmm. going to die anyhow. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, hang on. No, that's not it. Bodies can heal themselves. Power that makes the body heals the body. Let's get this thing tuned in. So he's down in Florida. And all of a sudden, his gut literally goes like, poof, it potted out. Yeah. And he's freaked like, Ugh. and he dropped a ton of weight in the last two months. But I'm checking him. I'm like, I don't, I don't think it's the cancer, dude, but your digestive sex is off. So he flies from Florida, goes back to his surgeon in Colorado. Mm -hmm. And he walks in the door and the doctor looks at him and says, huh, you're still alive. We thought you'd be dead by now. <laughs> yeah. And I asked him, I go, did he ask you how you're still living? Wouldn't that be a logical question? Yeah. Yeah. He didn't ask. Yeah. He didn't care. Yeah. Didn't ask. Why are you still here? How'd you do this? Yeah. What did you do? Yeah. Maybe I could learn. Maybe I can teach more people how to do this. Mm. Nothing. Yeah. So the guy goes in, looks at the stint. The stint that was left in there, the last one, the fourth one, was just all corroded and conjunct. So they took a piece of his colon out or his intestine out where that uh, pick line was stuck, the stint. So they removed that, sewed him back up. He stayed out in Colorado for like two or three weeks, came back. Everything is gone. All of his pain. He could eat drink, anything he wants. He's put on 35 pounds in the last two months, yeah. healthy as a horse. Yeah. Not supposed to happen. He's still getting adjusted four times a week because we got to keep it clear. Yeah. And it was intense and deep. That's what I'm talking about. Now, I, heal can I don't know how to do anything. I have no idea how to heal cancer. I just know how to make switches work. Yeah. You got to have clear signal. If we got a bunch of static on here, it makes it really tough to hear and understand. That's annoying. Yeah. Get clarity. Oh, when the clarity's there, bodies know what they're doing. They know how to heal. How do you think your little arrow is going to go from being a little tiny, you know, nine-pound baby up to an adult like you, big yeah. and strong and fast? How's that happen? Why does it stop? How does it get to a certain point and then it stops growing? Isn't that weird? Yeah, it is weird. I know, right? People don't ask these questions. That's my brain. I do. I'm like, well, that's odd. How did your beautiful bride know how to make his eyeballs? Did she go to eyeball-making class? Nope. No? Nope. Fingernail-making class? Eyebrow? <laughs> Lip? Tooth? He didn't have teeth when he came into the world. Where'd they come from? Yeah. Yeah, it's wild. It's very. It's really magical, man. Very. That's a miracle. Yeah. That's a freaking miracle. And people forget that that's even a possibility. Yeah. Now it's fear-based. How much fear did you guys have to go through to have a baby? 
Oh my god, dude. So much. It's just so annoying. But like a lot of it is, <clears throat> you know how you were talking about your school teaching you, oh, you, you can't do that because it's a liability. Mm -hmm. People can sue you. And I feel like it's built around that. And it's just... That is 100%. And my thought always is, okay, wh why is it a fear game? You go around the back room, you're in the corner with your girl for a while, a couple hours, because we're good, right? Yeah. And all of a sudden, baby comes nine months later. Yeah. What's so wrong about this? Yeah. It, it's, hard, it's hard for them because for anyone within a belief system to jump out of it, it's like a step of faith, mm -hmm. right? A step of faith for Arrow, my baby he had all these wires on him and I'm like, all right, it's just stressing him out and it's making his whole system worse because of the stress. Let's just take it off him and let him relax and see what happens. But even that, they're like, no, we got to check it or else his brain is going to fry or like whatever the belief is. And it's just, it's hard when you're in a certain reality to, to step out, especially when the fear is, oh, someone's going to sue me. Someone, that's right. You know, it's, yes, that's right. It's a box. You it's, know, it's tough. on these kiddos, what we know now in science, and this is fairly new in the last 10 years or so, yeah. and we call it in chiropractic, the perfect storm. Mm. And what we know is that the neurology is wired from moment one of conception. Yeah. Because that baby is in a mom who's acting a certain way. Yeah. Happy, sad, mad, angry. Life is great and life is terrible. Yeah. That's the wiring. Yeah. So if mom's a hyper woman, go-getter, type A, got to get stuff done, works 15 hours a day, runs, drinks coffee from, you know, noon until 10 p.m. And, you know, get back at it the next day. Stressed out, relationship issues, parental issues, sibling issues, bosses a jerk issues, and you're wiring a baby. That's where the fear is. Yeah. And we don't even know that that's even fearful. Yeah. And then you go to the doctor and then they're all like, we got to stick a needle in you this long and make sure that there's not the amniotic fluid is good and we got to test for this and that. And Wait, what? So the kid's in this position to be wired. Then they have the birth trauma. Easy coming into this world, do you think? No, I don't know. No. So you do that and you jack up the mechanoreceptors, the, the top parts of the brain, the brain stem from the upper cervical and the, and the neck part right underneath the skull. And it puts a lot of tension on the system where it causes that static that I was just talking about. We call it subluxation. So the subluxation is there where it changes the flow. Now that's day one. And all of a sudden the kid looks fine, acts fine, but the doctors are like, well, we don't know why he was so stressed. So we do what you just said. Mm -hmm. Stick him with all these things. They put needles in, they, you know, and um, shots and all kinds of stuff. And you're like, whoa, what are you doing? He's just, his brand, he's a month early, say. And you're going to do what? He's not even done cooking. Yeah. What, what are we doing? But that all lingers on. And then if he's not with mama right out of the gate, and there's a separation of time where you can't hold him and make that connection, that's a neurological trauma. That's wired now. Yeah. And so for me, it's all about, well, we, we got to undo that wiring. But the fear of all of those things, like, oh my God, they're going to have all these issues. They're going to have all these things. And they start telling you all the things that are going wrong. And this is the way it is. And you're like, are you sure? Yeah, we're certain. I have one question for those doctors. What are the six lottery numbers for Thursday night's drawing? I could use like $300 million. 
wait, they, they don't know how to predict the six numbers? You're telling me how my life is going to be, and now you can't give me six silly little numbers? Or if you're, you must not be that good at predicting. I don't believe you. Now, you have choices. So I'm going to tell you another story. I have this boy, Silas. Mom had a, a, a rough birth where the cord was around his neck twice. All those little things that we talked about set him up for that. Had a tr very traumatic birth where he was basically choked out. So he's got cerebral palsy. The doctors, he's in Lori's Children's Hospital for six months. Mom finds out about me from another friend of mine talking about the perfect storm and the neurology that affects babies and infants from day one that sets the stage for this whole cascade of things. The mom finds me six months. The children's Lori just says, well, here's your kid. He's not going to live very long, so just take him home and good luck. Wow. That's how they got left. Yeah. With compassion, I'm sure, but I'm paraphrasing and look on the mom's face like, now where do I go? Yeah. Because this is the best of the best. Children's Lurie's Hospital just sent me home with my kid in my hand with a trach tube in. That was fast. With a trach tube in his throat, Yeah. breathing, pick tube in, feeding here and lungs breathing here. He's on a machine and he's on food insert through the stomach. So they find me. We start adjusting this little boy three times a week, three times a week, three times a week for a, a good year or so. Yeah. And now it's been seven years, I think. Silas is still alive. Yeah. He's had one major infection. Yeah. In seven years. Wow. One. And he caught COVID, beat it like a champ. Yeah, yeah. When, when he, mom's like, yeah, he had a, his nose got runny. <laughs> so Silas is still getting adjusted, adjusted. once a week. Yeah, and so is the whole family. We take so care of everybody. With that, does he need to stay adjusting once a week his whole life? For now, yeah. So do yeah. I. I've been getting adjusted four times a week since COVID started. Oh, so you you recommend everybody get adjusted? In my at two least cents, once a week. Absolutely, get checked. You might not need an adjustment. Yeah, because the game of stress is big. Yeah. Oh, so it we need to get adjust, adjusted because of stress. A hundred percent. Yeah. Because there's an answer. This is about adaptability. Yeah. All I've done with Silas with his cerebral palsy is give him the ability to adapt. Yeah. So his adaptability is huge. I see. Everybody in the house would get sick except Silas. Because <laughs> hmm. he was just chill. Yeah. His nervous system is rocking to yeah. the best of its ability. Now, can he talk? No. Can he swallow and drink? No. Not through his normal processes because his rough start was really freaking rough. Yeah. And the, 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 the toll on the parents and the other siblings, mm. it's heavy. Yeah. So, you know, can anybody go a day or a week without stress these days? Nope. Not me. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think it's easy. <laughs> I don't think it's possible at all, especially now. Yeah. Right? So for me, looking at finding out what people, what do they need? Yeah. My wellness is different than your wellness because I'm responsible for all these lives. I'm making sure that my system's adaptable. So I get checked four times a week. Yeah. Before this, I was getting checked once every other week because I was rocking. I had the systems down, everything got set up and it was all good, but it took now this kind of craziness to turn my my wellness knob up. Yeah. But everybody's different and yeah. I don't know. But to me, I'm like, why would, are you going to stop brushing your teeth because you got no cavities? <laughs> Probably not, right? Yeah. We have this saying in chiropractic that if people wore their spines on their face, they'd take better care of them. Mm. You yeah. just can't see it. So it's fine. Yeah. But posture is the window to health looking in. So you see all these kiddos with their heads way forward and uh, 
yeah. right? These big round backs yeah. right now. Everybody's got their head down yeah. now. The term is called tech neck, okay? Because everybody's on some kind of technology. Yeah. But when you change the angle of the nerves and you add tension, oh, the signal's going to change. Mm. Huh? Yeah, the signal's going to change. Yeah. Because you got a little tension on it. So when the tension and the tone and the frequency change, the output has to change. Yeah. Now you got a different signal. Now you got a different response. Now you got this. And then longer and longer and longer and longer. Now you got a label. What yeah. do you want? Oh, I just got the bursitis. I just got tendon. I just got the gastritis. They told me that it was a reflux problem. That's what I got. I got reflux. I got an ear infection. Oh, I got sensory processing stuff. I just got ADHD. I just, I can't focus. It's not my fault. It's an adaptability issue. Hmm. And all these kiddos that I've got to see and touch and all the families and the moms and the dads and the grandpas and everything, all these things change because the stress is big. Being a parent, brand new. Like mm. I said, you're going to have your epiphanies just like I had mine. Like, oh, crap. Yeah. I got to change the way I'm living my life because I'm a dad. Yeah. I ain't going out with the buddies drinking all night long anymore. I'm not going to deal with hangovers anymore. And I haven't. Yeah. On purpose. Because oh, change. Having the ability to change for people, it don't work so good. Yeah. They like it their way. Yeah. I've been doing like this forever. And I go, how's that going for you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And they just won't change. Well, thankfully, I had mine. And I tell my patients now, if I lose my joy for this, if I lose my passion, I'm going to do something else. Why would I get stuck? Why would I settle for anything? I don't want to settle. You shouldn't either. Wow, we don't just, you don't understand. I know, I don't. And I'm okay with that. Everybody's circumstances are different. But the reality of energy, the reality of a drive, the reality of compassion, the reality of passion and when that turns on and you got your passion on task, on target, you know, well, you didn't mark it. I know, I forgot. I was too busy. <laughs> okay. I didn't have to do what they did, whatever. The game of unique ability is what I've been, and I, now that I say this out loud, because I've never really thought about it like this until this moment, it's like, I've just been doing me. Yeah. I've tried to get in and do other people fail yeah the hard fail yeah, yeah i had this girl dr larone she was a, a student just she just graduated so dr larone was with me and we were making this video and i was watching this guy do his take on the video and i was trying to mimic him and we're going through it and i am just fumbling everything and she's looking at me like what in the world are you doing and I'm trying, I got any notes, I got words, I'm trying to put boards, but I'm trying to look at the camera, but not look at the words. And I'm looking up here and I'm like, I look at the camera, I'm like, I'm checking, how can I do both? I'm going, oh, just try. And I'm all flustered and all that stuff. And so we turned the cameras off for a little bit and, and we're just kind of chatting. And then we, some question came up and I just rattled it. And there, she's like, well, just do that. And I'm like, oh, just be me. <laughs> oh, something I've been doing for 27 years. I mean, just do me. Okay, fine, great. I'll just do me. Okay, fine. Hit the camera. And I rolled off and they were like, oh my God, that was awesome. And I'm like, <laughs> two hours later, what the f But I've learned, and again, now that I'm saying, I'm like, okay, for everybody that's trying to do anything, I don't care what it is. And I don't care what anybody did before you, good for them. Are we thinking we're out of fresh ideas and we're out of newness of things? No, in any field, it had nothing to do with anything other than, do you believe you can? 
or not. And you put that heart behind it, rock on, and it happens. And you don't have to know how. Yeah. Who's going to help me? You're going to help me? You're going to help me. This is going to be good. You're going to help me? Good. You're, you're next. Help me out. Because you're going to jump on my train because we're going to go this direction. And it takes that heart to say, that's my joy. Hmm. And anybody with joy in their heart, you're going to follow them. Yeah. Because it just feels good. Just flipping feels good. Yeah. <sighs> so I'm in this group, but we're trying to do some goals and things. I'm like, okay, I probably should be, I got to be specific. And my number one goal for this year, be happy. Hmm. Me too. Be happy. Yeah. I'm being happy. Yeah, be I'm, happy. <laughs> that's it. I'm showing up with love in my heart and I'm going to be happy. I don't care what's going down. I'm going to choose happy. And then I'll get through whatever I'm going to go through because I'm going through stuff. Okay. But I choose my goal I'm happy. Yeah. And I love me. That's my experience of you. Yeah. For sure. Man, thank you. Yeah. And I try and show it. It's on my sleeves. (laughs) 